0: Welcome to another edition of the Second and Goal Fantasy Podcast. I'm Calvin, your host here with your co-host, Chris, the fantasy expert. And in today's show, we will be previewing Fantasy Championship Week. Week 16 of Fantasy is here, and it is time for the Fantasy Championship, which unfortunately Chris and I didn't make, but Mm -hmm. we're ready to go. Mm -hmm.
1: This is so exciting. I love this kind of week. It's like uh, the culmination of fantasy, you know. That your final lineup for the final game, and it's a lot more fun when you're in the championship. But not this year for either of us.
0: I'm in the third place game at least. Chris, are you? What are you playing for?
1: Seventh, because I didn't make it. I'm chewing up the consolation bracket, which is nice. But I was one game off of the playoffs. Very frustrating when, very frustrating to miss the playoffs when you have McCaffrey on your bench. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and he was not gonna play this week, probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, for people who have guys like Joe Mixon and Raheem Mostert, uh, I mean, they've been ruled out. You can drop them, mm-hmm. unless you play in week seventeen. But I mean, even Mostert's on IR, so you can drop Mostert no matter what. Uh, don't I mean, yes, I know it's like sometimes you build an attachment to the players, but like for strategy, you've got to drop them. I need like I'm kind of stuck in an RB two spot, but now I have all sorts of options. I could start Gus Edwards. I could start Tony Pollard. I could start Sony Michelle. I could start Ito Smith because I was able to drop Mixon and Mostert, and I'm hoping I can drop Holiday soon if he gets ruled out anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And it's also a special occasion. Yeah. Well, it, first of all, it's Christmas Eve, so for those of you who celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. For those of you who don't, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Holidays to everyone. Mm-hmm. and um, it's also another special occasion because there's there's multiple special occasions going on over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is episode 50. Mm-hmm. Of course, we had to play this. <laughs> and afterwards, after we're done previewing fantasy, um, we are going to do a Christmas movies slash shows draft four mm-hmm. rounds. Yes, yeah. draft we randomized it, and this time I got the first pick. And our Thanksgiving draft, Chris had the first pick. And um, there were a few Christmas movies that I like, but other than that, and shows, other than that, I don't really know. Like, I'm trying to think of some, but uh, I might look really stupid in this. I'm sorry, <laughs> Chris. Do you have any particular like, do you ha- how many do you have in mind right, like, Right, right now?
1: I mean. One of them I think you're probably going to end up taking, because I kind of want to take Die Hard, but
0: I mean. Yeah, by the way, for the record, Die Hard is a Christmas movie, so we're getting that out of the way right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, so.
0: Chris yeah, has never kind of, seen Die Hard. That's kind so. of
1: the main one that I'm hoping that Calvin passes on, if he can think of a first, another first, but uh,
0: not Yeah, I mean, out. If you pick Die Hard, you get the whole series, and I am th- mm-hmm. I'm, I'm have the number one pick, and I'm just considering it. But we'll, we'll see. I'll, I'll tell you guys what I pick at the end of the show. And um, so stick around.
1: Mm-hmm. Ready for
0: big questions, Chris? Yes, I am. <laughs> Chris sounds very tired. He woke up just like an hour
1: mm-hmm. ago. Yeah, sorry, guys. I'm not trying to be this way, but uh, I'm tired.
0: All right. Yes. Sorry for the late start, by the way. Also, we tweeted it out on Twitter, which is why you should be following us on Twitter. If you're like, mm-hmm. where is our podcast from this morning? You should be yeah, following us at S-T-L- You're probably waking on. up,
1: getting a thing of coffee ready, you know, getting your donuts out. And then you <laughs> listen to the show. But some people, if they hadn't been on the Twitter, they didn't know that it was not coming out until later.
0: Yeah. And then Chris is maybe we should have recorded it last night because Chris is just woken up. It sounds like he's just woken up. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. But, I mean, if you, uh, if you follow us on Twitter at SGFpod, you can get all those updates. Follow me at Calvin underscore SGF. Chris is at Chris underscore SGF, and I just hit 550 followers as we speak. So, um, you ready for mm-hmm. big questions? All right, here we go. Big questions. All right, sounds good. So, big questions. We've got five of them. And these, like, usually we, a lot of them apply for, like, for the future. But this time, we're going to do uh, five players. We're just going to discuss how we think they'll do this week. They're not necessarily booms. They're not necessarily busts. We might disagree on them. But they are guys that are interesting and that people might have some worries about. Mm-hmm. And the first player is Josh Allen versus the Patriots. And I guess – um. I think – I mean, I think he's definitely he, – you definitely have to start him this week for sure. Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, the question is how well do you think he's going to do? He's coming off of a great game, and I think he's going to do really well because of his rushing – like, with so many QBs, as we've found, and this is going to sound like an obvious statement because it is, is they're if they can run the ball, they're going to be, like, pretty close. It's going to be pr- not very difficult to get to the top of the league. Like – Almost every quarterback who's at the top right now, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen can run the ball or are just crazy good at passing. Josh Allen's rushing floor makes him startable even against a tough defense because, I mean, all it takes is like that one big run. That can be a huge boost for fantasy and uh, like the dual threat ability, like even last year when Josh Allen wasn't as good. He showed that he could be. He was matchup proof. Like the matchups didn't really matter because of his rushing ability and ability to confuse defenses. And now that he can really pass the ball, he's definitely a star. I'm not too worried about Josh Allen this week. He he should put up a good game.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm. Josh Allen's been playing incredible, and he's just he's been a really solid fantasy rock for a ton of people. I'm sure that lots of people that are in the championship have Josh Allen because he's really, um, he's done. It. He's way he shattered expectations this season he's been really good so definitely keep him in your lineups I will say he's not like number one or number two but uh he's gonna be good
0: yeah number one and number two by the way bold prediction I mean this isn't necessarily where I would rank them but it also kind of is Jalen Hurts Baker Mayfield gonna go one two this week at the quarterback position I'm calling it right
1: that offense is a little bit too run heavy though I think he's gonna have a solid game I don't know if it's gonna be top two but uh I love Jalen Hurts I think he's my, my number one quarterback this week
0: well, you'll see. Mayfield's put up over twenty points in three uh, three of his last four. He put up see, eighteen point nine eight. Getting at
1: you, number
0: two. It, he is the easy number two in my like. His floor and his ceiling have just been so good, and he's facing the Jets. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if either of them, if the like, even if they finish in the other order, like Mayfield one, Hurts too. But if they, if I get this exactly right, you're going to hear about it next week. <laughs> I can guarantee that right now. DK Metcalf versus the Rams is a guy that I'm more worried about. And he's been good lately. I think... Oh, I guess he's got... You've still got to start him. But he comes with humongous risk because he got shut down by Jalen Ramsey. The only bright side is that with these deep ball threats, like Tyreek Hill, who is basically matchup immune because like one play can just give them a good fantasy game. That's the reason I'm starting DK Metcalf, but there's huge risk. I wouldn't expect much from him this week. And if there's like... Ooh, I have a good question for this. Like, I was thinking if there's a good streaming option, like Rashard Higgins, who I'm starting this week, then would you, Chris, would you start Rashard Higgins over DK Metcalf? No, I would not. Ooh. I think I would. I think I would start Rashard Higgins over DK Metcalf this week because Higgins has got the Jets, and Higgins has just been so solid. He's had 14 catches in his last three games, and... I mean, Mayfield's looked to him a ton, too, like nine targets in two of those. And then I think last game, I'm not remembering. I think he had a decent amount. But uh, I would start Rashard Higgins over DK Metcalf this week.
1: Yeah, that's pretty bold, but uh, I see where you're coming from.
0: These are this is the bold pick episode. I'll show you guys mm-hmm. next week. I'll win so many people fantasy championships. It's like in my super flex league, I started Jalen Hurts and Baker Mayfield, and then I started Rashad Higgins over DK Metcalf. Mm-hmm. They're gonna win their leagues. And they also Yeah, score. I don't I don't
1: agree with the Metcalf over Higgins by any means.
0: Superflex three quarterbacks, actually. They started Josh Allen, but okay. <laughs> so one wait, one of us is gonna be right and one of us is gonna be wrong. So we have to revisit mm-hmm. that next week. Yeah, I told you there'd be disagreements. Amari Cooper versus the Eagles is coming off of two catches for 10 yards last week. But I think, I mean, you've still got, I expect him to return to his normal form. Eagles are about a middle of the pack matchup this year for wide receivers. And his target share has just been so solid. And his catch share and his yards week after week. This game is an anomaly because he's shown for weeks and weeks that he can play well. And I mean, this Cowboys offense actually hasn't been completely terrible lately and he's been a bright spot so i think i'd expect him to return to normal form
1: yeah i would definitely expect him to come back and i think he'll have a solid game the eagles aren't great in the past they're not bad but they're not great and so i don't think this is going to be a huge fantasy out put game for the cowboys but i do think that amari cooper might be able to find the end zone here and i think that that'll help him and I, I like him definitely a start for me
0: all right yeah i mean same here as well I recommended him to somebody on Twitter last week, and uh, that's not something I'm proud of. But, I mean, everyone makes mistakes, and uh, I... So he would just
1: make a lot of them.
0: Yeah, not me, though. Calvin. <laughs> no, I, I agree, but, like, it's, that's not me. Like, <laughs> Would you like to take a look at my preseason rankings on sites.google.com? I can't wait Google. until we do the preseason Google rankings episode where we look at all our rankings. Oh yeah, well that's that's like 2 weeks from now. The victory mm-hmm. lap episode in the Ward Show. Stay yep. tuned because that's going to be our last episode. So, here's the plan pretty much. We're going to do two episodes for week 17 next week and maybe like recap our teams for this year briefly and stuff, but I don't know I, I don't know how much you guys want to hear about our teams, so we won't do it mm-hmm. for too long. Unless Chris wants to like talk about his team the whole show.
1: Yeah, my team was frustrating this year.
0: <laughs> and yeah, so he's going to have a lot to talk about next week. And then on that next Tuesday, during the off season, we'll probably return to doing Tuesday episodes. That might be subject to change. You can follow our Twitter at SGF Pod to see for updates. But after the Victory Lap episode, we'll be taking three weeks off, I think. I mean, that's the plan for right now. Chris wants three weeks off. So you hear how tired he is. But we've mm-hmm. worked hard. We're going to yes. get three weeks off. So I know I'm you'll totally miss us. I'm
1: tired from doing the podcast twice a week. That's what I'm
0: feeling so tired from. Yeah, exactly. Not that he just woke up at like mm-hmm. an hour ago, but yeah, yeah. So we're gonna be taking three weeks off because we've worked very hard. But you can still contact us on Twitter at Calvin underscore G F at Chris underscore G F, and um, just ask us questions. We'll probably do a Super Bowl preview after that. I think that's the mm-hmm. that's the. Mhm, and then maybe the,
1: we'll have JJ Zacharyson on.
0: Zacharyson, <laughs> if you can pronounce his name, maybe we'll have him on. <laughs> but um. Yeah, we have the Super Bowl episode. We might have some... I think we should be writing to some players, too, during the offseason. We'll be writing to people during the offseason, unless... If Chris is okay with that. Yeah. Chris is my boss over here, so he's going to tell me. So, who do you want to write to?
1: Mm. Darius Slayton.
0: James... <laughs> <laughs> Slayton Barkley. Okay, wait. We actually have the emails of a lot of players. If we could get a player.
1: Board, Sterling Shepard.
0: Oh, here's where, Thomas, who we're here's who we're writing to. This Jamie is my <laughs> Penny. Okay, no, my Alfred favorite players. Morris. We're writing to Wayne Rahe- Gallman, <laughs> Jabril Peppers. No, no, this is James who we're writing. Bradbury. To. Okay, I'm looking at the email list I'm looking Martinez. at the, the players' emails that we have that I also like. We're writing to Raheem Mostert. We're writing to Kenyon Drake. Uh I don't know if I have anyone else's email. It's all right. Oh, it's we'll okay. See.
1: If you don't have anyone else, we can... We're going to write
0: to Joe Mixon, to, but not Zach Taylor.
1: Well, Calvin, if you don't have anyone else like, to email, we can just write to Leonard Williams.
0: Uh, oh, my gosh. Jeez Louise. All right. But, yeah, I mean, we'll try to get some players on. But, basically, we would do a Super Bowl preview, maybe some fantasy tie-in, like a fantasy draft for the Super Bowl, just for that one game, like DFS kind of thing, even though we don't mm-hmm. play DFS. And then, after that, we probably do our way-too-early twenty twenty. One, Fantasy Preview. See if we can get... That'd be great if we could get somebody on that episode. Like J.J. Zacharyson. Or mm-hmm. Ricky Moster. Not Darius Slayton. I'm not letting him... I, I refuse to interview Darius Slayton.
1: Why, Calvin?
0: I, I, I uh, raise an objection, boss. Well,
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> but you have the final say. File your complaints in the complaint box and I'll throw them
0: in the trash. Yeah, the complaint box. Mm It gets emptied out every week. All right. Uh, Giovanni Bernard versus the Texans. This is another guy that has some questions because he had 25 carries for 83 yards and a touchdown and also caught a touchdown at 22.2 half PPR fantasy points. He's facing the Texans this week, who allow the second most fantasy points per game to running backs in half PPR. But here's why I'm tempering expectations. He's been so bad in the weeks before that. I think he's still a start. But against Dallas a a few weeks ago, Absolute trash against everyone Mm. else. Like Dallas is such a good matchup, too. It's, I think that was partly because he fumbled and sat out. But even in the second half when he came back, he was still just terrible. And so he started, he's starting, but I wouldn't expect much. It's not like this is a huge game for Giovanni Bernard. He's not an RB1 this week. Don't get carried away. Might not even be an RB2. Probably is, though.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, Giovanni Bernard not like it at all he's just he's okay but i just feel like he's so inconsistent i don't giovanni think i really is- want to be relying on him but i still think he can go in
0: your flex spot it sounds like giovanni bernard's making you tired mm-hmm. <laughs> miles gaskin is the last question versus the raiders very easy matchup how will he do with salzan ahmed in the mix who had one 23 carries for a buck 22 last week I don't think this makes any difference for me. Miles Gaskin is clearly their workhorse. Even when guys – when he came back the first time, I mean, the first game back, 21 carries for 90 yards. Now he's back again. I mean, this is – fire him up. Huge play this week. He'll be very good, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. He'll be back to being a workhorse.
1: Yeah, definitely. I totally agree with you. And I think that he's going to – he's definitely going to outperform Salvin Ahmed. Don't try and squeak in Salvin Ahmed and say, oh, he's still going to be the starter. It's way too risky.
0: I'd- Especially with the Dolphins competing for a playoff spot.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd lock in Miles Gaskin in here. I'd say maybe you want to temper expectations just because Salvin Ahmed could still get a role, but it's not going to like totally take over for
0: Gaskin. I- I'm take- I'm getting Gaskin to his usual expectations here, I think. Um, okay, fair enough. I, th- I don't think anything's... Yeah, I think he'll pick up where he left off. All right, Uh, I let me see if I'm still sharing the computer sound. Yes, I am. All right, <laughs> let's move on to starter sit. Starter sit. All right, we're back for starter sit. Russell Wilson versus the Rams. Can't believe he's on here. Mr. I picked Russell Wilson ahead of Dak Prescott. Well, I guess that worked out. But no, I mean, Mm -hmm. I I picked Russell Wilson high too, and he was very good at the beginning of the season. But I was sitting him very easily. You know why? Because he's never exceeded 15.02 points in his last four weeks, except against the Jets when he got 22, but that's the Jets. Mm Mm-hmm. He threw for just 121 yards last week against the Washington football team. This week he faces the Rams, which is such a difficult matchup. They shut down DK Metcalf last time. They held Tyler Lockett. I mean, he had a decent game, but it wasn't anything huge. So this is an, actually an easy sit. Like Baker Mayfield, the guy who is on who was on waiver wires, I think he still might be. I mean, I would bet, I'm looking right now, that he's owned in less than 40% of ESPN leagues, or he's available in at least 60%. And as I look, I'm correct. He's only rostered in 35.2% of leagues. Um, I mean, Mm -hmm. there's other, I mean, obviously you'd play Josh Allen over him, Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert. I think I would play over him. Just trying to Mm -hmm. think of, what about mid-tier guys? Like, I'm trying to think of a mid-tier guy. That would be a good comparison to see. Like, would you rather play Russell Wilson or?
1: Maybe uh, Matt Ryan.
0: Ooh, who is he playing? Uh, oh no, he's playing the Chiefs. Mm-mm.
1: Okay, Russell Wilson, I'd say.
0: Oh, is Julio coming back?
1: Yeah. <sighs> How
0: about verse? what? Drew Reese oh. facing Minnesota. Oh no, Julio might not come back this week. Okay, so wait, Russell Wilson or Minnesota. Bree, oh, I would start Brees but I'm trying to think Matt Ryan. Okay. I would start Russell. Ryan was good last week. I would start Russell Wilson. Over Matt Ryan. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I would too, but uh, I'd like Russell Wilson. I still think he's going to be pretty good, but I'd actually say that he doesn't fit top 12. So I guess that makes him a sit. There are definitely better options on the waiver wire. Jalen hurts and Baker Mayfield. And uh, just in general, you might even have one on your team already, like Justin Herbert or uh, Matt Ryan or Drew yeah. Brees,
0: you know? I mean, I would start Drew Brees over him, yes. But Russell Wilson is a sit, and then mm-hmm. you probably can have better – like, just get Baker Mayfield, stream him this week. I'm starting Baker Mayfield over both over Ryan Tannehill this week against Green Bay, and I think that's probably the right move. John Brown versus New England if he plays. I'm sitting him. I'm not messing with that. But The target share is just so spread out right now. I mean, besides Stefan Diggs, who just sucks them in. And mm-hmm. who knows, he might be limited. Gabriel Davis has gotten more involved. It's just I don't expect him to be a full force in his first game back.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think that he's sitting just because of the role that Gabriel Davis is playing in that offense right now. And I don't think they're going to want to use Don Brown 100% of snaps, especially when you have someone like Gabriel Davis. So, yeah, I'm definitely uh, sitting him here. But I think it is. An interesting play if you want to risk it because I think he could have a solid game, especially with how jo- well Josh Allen is uh, playing and how much he's spreading the ball around.
0: All right. Yeah, I think so. What you would, I mean, like I would, you would sit s- him,
1: but it's, it's, I'm okay if you start him.
0: Okay. I don't know if, uh, yeah, I, eh, there's better options. I don't know if I would be okay with it, but maybe a very, very risky play in deep leagues. No, I, I would just sit him. Just. In my opinion. Frank Gore versus the Browns, I would start him. <clears throat> he got twenty three carries last week. Didn't turn them into that much production, but he's actually been a f- pretty efficient in his other games. Adam Gase likes to look to him. He's the only one who benefits from this Adam Gase offense. So I'm gonna start him. <clears throat> oh, geez. Something is stuck in my throat. I'm gonna start him against the Browns. Um, Chris, would you do the same? Um mm,
1: yeah. Or actually, no, I'm I'm gonna sit Frank Gore. Look at how inefficient he's been. Let me let me, pull up his he hasn't. The I mean,
0: before the, his he before his 23 for 59 game, he had 18 for 74, then he had 15 for 61. It's just too inefficient.
1: I don't trust this Jets offense. I'm actually gonna go ahead and sit him. Miles Garrett is an underrated, he's the uh, red player zone guy though, on, on the run defense. He's really improved in that area, and I think that they're gonna slow down Frank Gore. And if he says that, if he doesn't find the end zone, he's a bust for in fantasy, I think.
0: But um, I mean, he still he could be like you either. He still could be I'm, like a top 30 RB, top 20. I'm I'm sitting him. seven RB. Uh, if he's, I think he's going to find the end zone more likely than not. I like well, people. I don't know. I mean, he's the guy in the red zone, but I don't know if the Jets get to the red zone that much. Well, I, I'm starting him. That's the point. Okay. Tyler Lockett versus the Rams. I'm going to sit him. We disagree a lot on the show. I think Chris might disagree with this one again. He hasn't gone over 9.3 in each of his last four games. He played the Jets and scored 7.7. He's only caught – he's only averaged four and a half catches per game over his last um, four, which isn't too bad, but he hasn't been the same deep threat that he's been able to be. Russell Wilson's been bad. He's facing the Rams, who um, just – their secondary – it's not just Jalen Ramsey. Their secondary is, like, all-around good. So, Mm. I'm avoiding him this week. Are you avoiding him? Mm, Yeah, I wouldn't like
1: to start him. I think you can put him at your flex, but – I wouldn't be happy with starting him this week. It's a huge risk. Kind of that entire Seahawks offense, in my opinion, is a huge risk.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh and I mean Chris Carson is kind of safe, but then again, I mean he's even he's risky a little bit here.
1: Yeah, I think really Chris Carson is the only somewhat safe play. Mm-hmm. But I would not call him safe. I'd just call him around average if we're talking about safe or risky.
0: Yeah, exactly. All right, Noah Fant versus the Chargers. Coming off a big game, you've just got to start him. Tight ends are always so bad. And I was hearing, this is like, not just on like the, like, I've, 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 okay, let's start (laughs) over. Like listening to very, like a podcast, like listening to the fantasy footballers, looking on Twitter. I'm seeing talk next year of Travis Kelsey potentially being a top five pick overall in redraft leagues. And I can't say I'm completely against it. Um, We'll have to talk about that later. I haven't really formed my opinion on it yet, but with how bad tight ends have been every single year and how good Travis Kelsey's been, he's the number one tight end this year for the fifth straight season. Mm -hmm. The advantage, like the, uh, the fantasy footballers are saying the positional advantage that he gives you like, makes him in consideration for the top five and because tight ends are so bad i mean the point i'm also making with Noah Fant, it's easy to be a top 12 tight end we talk about this so much on the show and he's coming off a huge game you can't sit him he's starting yeah
1: i mean he's it's very weird because like two games ago he had zero and the next game he got 15 so it's kind of tough too but i think you have to pull the trigger here and go ahead and start him
0: i don't know did he get zero i think that was just in the kendall hinton game
1: Mm -mm, no that no he got zero really well, you've got mm-hmm. to start him. That's why That's why a lot of people uh, dropped him and didn't pick him up. I mean, let's see here. But I thought he got – didn't he get hurt in that
0: game or something? I, I, his there games, was a reason. The,
1: his games were since week seven, 5.3, 8.2, 6.0, 3.3, 7.5. Then Kendall Hinton was 1.8, 7.7, and then
0: 16.8. Yeah, I'm, I've got to start him. I've got to start him. Just it's not exciting, put, but
1: – If he doesn't put score touchdown, I think he'll still get around that – seven or eight point mark but uh it's not an exciting start but it's something you kind of have to do
0: yeah i agree booms and busts (laughs) i didn't even introduce the drop that time i was wondering if you would accidentally interrupt in the middle but you were nice Mm -mm. and quiet like a good i was
1: like it surprised me for a second and i was like oh okay sounds good all right
0: yeah, and then I realized I was like, oh shoot, I probably should introduce what the drop is. But then I realized that the voice, me, says it in the drop. By the way, I don't say that in the show. That's pre-recorded. I mean, that's mm-hmm. like that's recorded into the drop. Booms and busts this week. Baker Mayfield and Rashard Higgins versus the Jets. I've told you how good Baker Mayfield is. I told you the stats earlier. 20 points. Or here, I'll just read them to you. You know what? I don't need to give you that 20 points in three of the last four past four games, 18.42 against Jacksonville, 28.96 against Tennessee, 30.02 against Baltimore, 20.98 against the Giants. Then he gets the Jets this week. Richard Higgins, over his last few games, over his last three, he's had 18.5, 15.8, 9.6. He's had a combined 24 targets in all of those, so eight targets a game. He's caught six, six, and four passes. He's averaged at least 11.3 yards per catch in all of them, and one of those games was against Baltimore. This week he gets the Jets. Those guys are huge booms. I'm starting both of them in my actual lineup this week. Then my second boom candidate. Miles Sanders coming off 9.5 last week, but he scored 27.6 a week before against New Orleans. And Jalen Hurts has really opened up this offense against Dallas. He should have tons of reds or not tons, but like more red zone opportunities than usual. It's really bad defense over there. And Jalen Hurts, while he takes touches, he makes Miles Sanders so much more efficient and just so, and they open up space for him too. And Doug Peterson has finally actually started giving Miles Sanders the ball. Mm-hmm.
1: I know, yeah. Uh, I I really like Miles Sanders as well, and I think this is a good pick. I mean, this is a big breakout game, in my opinion. And I I mean, you put him in your Booms Calvin, so I think you agree too. And so, uh, I definitely expect a big one from him. And I I mean, it's gonna be a fun divisional matchup. Miles Sanders, Jalen Hurts, and Amari Cooper are really the three players to watch out for in fantasy in this one. And I think that they're all gonna put together solid games, but it's gonna mainly come from the Eagles side where we're seeing the most points. And I think the Eagles are going to grab this game too. They've been playing well as of late.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're also starting Zeke in that game. Pollard's a good start if Zeke sits out, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I think I love how Mr. I never liked Miles Sanders is see when you, when Mr. I never liked Miles Sanders is saying it's a boom game. That means it's a boom game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh segue off
1: from the Miles Sanders and the Eagles, I'll go with Jalen Hurts as my first boom. And I absolutely love him. He is my bold prediction. Number one quarterback. Uh, I, I, He's got an insane matchup against the Cowboys. He's been playing incredibly well. And I just think that he's due for that huge kind of final closing game, especially in a divisional game. Those are always ones that you get excited about as a team. And the Eagles are still in the playoff race, I think, actually. So we'll see. Actually, I don't know if they are. Never mind. But uh, they're going to want to win this game.
0: All right. And, and then, well, yeah, I mean, I agree with the first pick.
1: Uh, JD McKissick. Or Antonio Gibson. And this all really depends on who's playing. Honestly, if Antonio Gibson doesn't... I'd rather J.D. McKissick playing without Antonio Gibson than Antonio Gibson playing with J.D. McKissick. Wow. So, I mean, that's how much I like McKissick this game. If he is the starter, I think that he could finish as a top five running back.
0: Wow. That is crazy. Also,
1: Antonio Gibson, I think he'll be top 10 if if McKissick sits. Or, I mean, not if McKissick sits, but uh, I think he'll be top 12 with... Um, That's Antonio, if he's if Antonio Gibson is in because it's overall a good matchup for both backs no matter who's playing.
0: Wow, you're really in on McKissick this week. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I will see. It's it's a bold pick. I don't hate it. It's interesting, and we'll see what happens. My bust this week: Le'Veon Bell versus the Falcons. The Falcons have actually been sixth against the run this year. Allowed the sixth fewest fantasy points and half PPR. They've also allowed the most to fantasy wide receivers, I th- believe. Um, And I believe quarterbacks as well. They're at least like bottom three in that. And so the Falcons are easy to pass on. And Le'Veon Bell is coming off a pretty good game last week. He should be the workhorse. And this is a risky pick because he is a good player. But I just think, I don't know if the opportunity is going to be there. And he should be, he's not going to be totally inefficient, but he's not going to be super efficient either. And that's what you need. Because when when you, when I, I'm expecting like 12 touches, maybe not 12 touches, but a limited number of touches and the way like Guys like Kareem Hunt performed early in the season, not now, but not as much now, but early in the season was being efficient with their touches. And I don't know if Le'Veon Bell's going to be bad with them, but he's not going to be too good either. Like I'm not expecting anything big from him and he's not really the guy in the red zone either.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree.
0: And then my second one is Adam Thielen facing the saints and Marshawn Lattimore. He's had just five catches on seven targets in his last two games, scored 5.4 against Tampa Bay, 8.1 against Chicago because he got a lucky touchdown. And um, I mean, he's just not going to be, he's st- still starting, but not going to be all that great this week.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually agree.
0: All right. So your busts.
1: Yeah. Uh, my first bust is Mike Williams and, uh, He's facing a good Broncos team, and he's just been struggling. People continue to want to start him just because he's a deep threat, but he hasn't been able to perform. Justin Herbert hasn't been playing incredible as of late either. And so I just think in a tougher matchup against a, a solid Broncos secondary, you're not going to find many points from him. And I think he's going to put up another one of those five point stat lines, which is going to make you really want to sit him. So he's a big bust for me. And then my second one is Kenyon Drake facing San Francisco, and I absolutely hate him. He's facing the sixth, ninth ranked run defense, and, uh, He's been playing much better as of late in the second half of the season. I will give him that, but I don't think it's going to be good enough to um, take down a solid 49ers run defense. So I do not like him either.
0: All right. That's it for the fantasy part of the show. If you want to stick around for this draft, you can do so. If you want to leave, you can leave. But we've got best Christmas movies slash shows draft. Four rounds, snake draft, and I'm struggling with the number one pick. Oh, mm mm-hmm. man.
1: Yeah, the number one is is tough. I will
0: say that. Christmas is almost here, though, so we got to play some celebration music. Mm -hmm. I don't want to wait out the whole 14 seconds. I'm just going to stop it right there. All right. So I have the number one pick. I can't do it. I can't take Die Hard with the number one pick. Oh, I can't. Okay, Die Hard. Yes, it's a Christmas movie. (laughs) I'm contradicting myself. Oh, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like... Grab it right up. Die Hard, I mean, watching Die Hard on Christmas would give me the Christmas chills. But not as much as watching The Grinch. That's my number one pick. You can Wow, The Grinch. I like the old cartoon one. I also liked the new one. I haven't seen the Jim Carrey one, the live action. But I'm told it's good, I think. But, I mean, The Grinch... Jeez.
1: That is bold. Surprises me, but I can deal with it.
0: All right. I mean, there's still a lot on the board. I'm, I, I'd be pretty happy to be you with two picks. I don't want this number one pick because there's like four. There's four that I considered. Like The Grinch, A Charlie Brown Christmas. Like we're doing best Christmas movies slash shows, so that counts. Die mm-hmm. Hard. And uh, there was one more that I'm trying to – Oh, Home Alone is also in consideration. I don't think that's going to be the number one. I wasn't like Okay, uh, I've only watched 1 Home Alone and I've only watched 1 Die Hard. Man, with my number 1 pick, oh, I know he's going to do it. He's going to watch pick one he's never seen.
1: I'm going to have to go with Elf.
0: Wow. He didn't take Die Hard. I see.
1: No, i was trying to check you into take it.
0: I'm not going to take Die Hard with the number one pick. That'd be kind of stupid. No,
1: I've I'm never not gonna seen pick it I've never, never seen Elf.
0: Is. Wait. What is wait, just remind me what it is? Hmm? Remind me what it's about.
1: Uh it's like uh what's his name? Uh what's the comedian guy? Uh Will Ferrell.
0: Oh, yeah. So what's what's it about?
1: It's like about kind of his journey as an elf in the real world. You know, it's 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 a comedy
0: movie. Oh, I see. Okay. Well Wait, yeah, you've I'm never ne- seen it? I've never seen it. You've never seen Die Hard. I've never you've seen You've never elf. seen Elf? I've never seen Elf. What? I needed you to explain it to me how i explained die hard to you before the show
1: oh you never seen elf
0: never seen it maybe i'll watch it sometime soon what's your second pick
1: um my second pick that to be home alone
0: and that's a pretty good one
1: i mean home alone and elf i am loaded on the back those are the two best christmas movies and i are actually my secret for christmas movie you're gonna totally forget about and i'm just gonna grab it and be so happy
0: all right, well, I've got two picks and I'm pretty happy cuz I wasn't too attached emotionally to Home Alone, although I did see it. Don't worry, I saw it. But I got to get I mean, this is like this is the one that like it was a tradition to watch when I was younger. No. Yes. No. I it's I mean, it's not no. necessarily like the greatest like Oscar-winning kind of thing, but no, and it's, it's Charlie happened. Brown. Give oh, me okay. a Charlie totally Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, you're going to take a pick where it's like, what was it? pineapple souffle? The pineapple souffle of yeah, the Christmas movie Mm-mm. draft. No. How did you? You didn't think a Charlie Brown. Wait, you thought you didn't think I was taking a Charlie Brown Christmas? No, I did not. No way. Wow. All right. Well, my <laughs> the four, three of the four that I considered for number one are gone. <laughs> so I have to take Die Hard. The fourth <laughs> one. I'm pretty happy with my team. All right. Now you're back on the clock, Chris. Calvin.
1: Wait, how many more picks do we get?
0: You get two picks here, and then I get one more, unless you want to go six rounds. But I'm kinda out.
1: I don't know <laughs> if I know enough Christmas movies to go that many picks.
0: Yeah, me either. I'm looking at a list right now. Let's scroll down to number one. Chris, are you there?
1: Yes, I am. I'm thinking.
0: Well, number one is mm-hmm. "It's a Wonderful Life," which I've never seen. <laughs> Man, I told you I was going to be kind of out of place in this draft. Mm. Hmm. You could take the Polar oh. Express. You could take Rudolph the Red Nose. Yeah, Polar friend.
1: Express. Give it to me. That's my sleeper pick.
0: Oh, was that was that your sleeper pick? Yeah nice i've watched it in pieces i don't really remember that much of it i
1: love the polar express it's such a good movie mm, all man right. the grinch that would have been my next pick
0: <laughs> you're making are you like secretly like getting a jab in at me because it's like it was my number one mm-hmm. oh that would have been my next pick. oh uh that would have been my last round
1: here i have a good one
0: mm-hmm. it's your last pick yeah, and
1: this will perfectly close it off and then i've got a full list of movies my final movie, or National Shana. Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Let's go. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation.
0: I've never Such seen it. a good it. movie. What? <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping I'm spelling this right. I'm on the note sheet. Tell me if you, I wait. Calvin, you've never seen National Lampoon's or Elf? I've never seen any of them. I've seen... Okay, th- these four that I'm taking, I've seen... I guess I'm out. I'm out of... See, I told you I didn't have that many movies. I said I needed to include shows. We included shows, and I'm still not having many of them. So I'll just take Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Boo. It's classic. Boo. All right. Well, what did I spell it right on the... Okay, Calvin. Anyone I...
1: that saw my list of movies would pick mine. I don't mean to be that guy.
0: Okay, no. Yes, Calvin. No. Come on. Oh, wait, I typed it in ahead of Die Hard. No way.
1: Elf versus
0: The Grinch. Elf wins. Oh, no! The Grinch Calvin, wins because I've never Calvin, seen Stupid Calvin, Elf. have seen
1: Elf. Elf is, like, one of the like... It's, it's okay, so fine. funny. I'll
0: assume it's good.
1: It's, like, no, Calvin. Like, and okay. we did a school vote, at school we did Best Christmas Movie, and Elf
0: won overwhelmingly over, like, all these other movies. Oh, yeah, by the way, guys, he goes to a private school. This isn't, like, government endorsement or anything. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, um... But... Did I spell lampoon right on the note sheet? Yes, you did. Let's go. Okay, but fine. Next round: Home Alone versus a Charlie Brown Christmas. I've seen both. You're telling me that Home Alone is better than a Charlie Brown Christmas? Yes. No. Oh man, you're stupid. Home Charlie Alone's is like barely, no even... Like but... a Brown Christmas. Yes, they do. That's like the 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 kid like the. The traditional pick. That's like the the classic. It's a classic. Home alone is not a classic. We're picking classics. Oh, Calvi Calvi Cal. <laughs> no, just kidding. We're not picking classics. Die Hard is definitely better than the Polar Express. I've watched some of the Polar Express. And I know Die Hard better. What? Oh, oh, Calvin. You've never seen Die Hard. How can you say the polar and the National Lampoon's Christmas something or other versus Rudolph? Violis is so much better.
1: Calvi, Calvi, Calvi.
0: Chris, you have to give a response, otherwise there's just a ton of dead air. <laughs> I'm sorry, Calvin. Okay, let's. How about this? We'll, we'll see Calvin. where they're ranked on Rotten Tomatoes. Deal. Okay. Okay. So my first round pick: How the Grinch Stole Christmas. The orig. Let's just say the original. The the, the top-ranked Grinch is number five. Your first pick, uh, Elf, is number 32. Is it the one? Yes, number 32 is Elf. You're telling me what? Charlie Brown Christmas, the second one, is number 11. In what? Rotten Tomatoes, the most respected source. Home Alone, let's see. What? Let's see where Home Alone is. Yeah, Chrissy, I mean, I'm sorry to say, but you're kind of getting what? destroyed. Find a list where it ranks yours higher than mine. I'm looking for Home Alone and not seeing it. Okay, Calvin,
1: I'll look up best Christmas
0: movies. Okay, the 63 best. Where is Home... Is Oh, by the- okay, so I know where that one is for later. 63 best Christmas movies of all time. I can't find Home Alone. Yeah, see, I'm on that list too. Where is Home Alone on this list? Is it not even on here? There's no way it's not on National here.
1: Lampoons is number... 56
0: 56 is national lampoons home alone is number 52 home alone so yeah you have number 56 number 52 number 32 and where's polar express chris do you see it chris did you find polar express
1: i'm looking for it
0: hmm is it not on here Oh, my gosh. I don't think it's on here. Did you look through the whole list? What? For what? For Polar Express.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's not there. It is.
1: Calvin, anyone would tell you that mine
0: is better. (laughs) (laughs) Rotten Tomatoes ranks yours 32nd, 52nd, 56th, and unranked. Let's Rotten look where mine is like okay the grinch is number 5 a charlie brown christmas is number 11 die hard is number 12 and rudolph is number um i don't know where i think rudolph is probably lower oh uh, rudolph is 14 5 11 12 14 Kevin, yeah, i'm take... looking
1: at another list for best christmas music movies home okay, alone fine. is number 19
0: Okay, tell me where the Grinch is. The original Grinch. Or whatever. Whichever Grinch is higher. I just assume the original Grinch is higher. Then... Die Hard is number seven. National Lampoons is number six. Okay, well, Rotten Tomatoes is the better list because these are actual... You realize a hundred... Elephant is number three.
1: (sighs) Rotten Tomatoes... None of
0: your movies are even on this list. Well, no, Rotten Tomatoes is the actual list because, no, wait, you're looking at some random person's thing. Rotten Tomatoes I'm has, looking... rotten, you, you realize Rotten Tomatoes has a hundred movie critics who all say whether they like it or not. And here's how Calvin, the looking... Stole Christmas okay, is going on. I'll tell the... you what the tomato rating was. If
1: they click on Detroit, Calvin. We're seeing the Christmas movie bracket, okay?
0: Okay, no, here's this. Oh, were, oh, were we looking at the bracketeers on Twitter? I'm looking at the bracket. Oh,
1: Calvin, if you're if you're curious, National oh, no, Lampoons beat Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. What? That was one of the matchups. In the best Christmas movies, Calvin. Um, Home Alone. The final, Calvin. The semifinal was National Lampoons versus Home Alone, and versus Home Alone in terms of people voting. And the other semifinal was Rudolph versus A Charlie Brown Christmas. So that's two and two. And then, and then the final was uh, National Lampoons versus Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And National Lampoon got it. Let's go. Wait, or is this all, Wait, this is the bracketeers. No, this isn't the bracketeers. This is voted on by the people.
0: Okay. Well, let's see. Okay, and movie Elf critics. Made it to the Here's actual season, movie critics. Here, let's see how many people approved. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. All 100 critics liked it. Um, Charlie Brown Christmas. 83 out of 100 liked it. Die Hard. 94 out of 100 liked it. And Rudolph. 95 out of 100 liked it. Now let's look at where yours are. Home Alone or no Elf, eighty four percent approval. Um, Home Alone sixty six percent. the actual people that watch the movies, yeah, National Lampoon's sixty eight percent. No, these are movie critics who've seen well, the movie movies? They care
1: more about like what the plot develops like, not actually how good. They and are, then like, Polar it.
0: Express isn't on here. Well, Calvin, here let's see what rated, Polar Express is rated on Rotten Tomatoes. On how much
1: they like, like how how well it's made and stuff. Like we're voting on like the ones that you want to watch from.
0: No, but yeah, how well it's made matters. Polar Express, by the way, is 56, 56%. Robin, okay, Express, fine. Polar you Polar know what Polar Rotten Tomatoes has? An audience score. This is what the audience... So, out of 242,469 people, the Polar Express was rated 63%. Let's look at Home Alone.
1: Well, the Polar Express, you either like it or you don't like it. So, I can understand that.
0: Okay, fine. So, the Polar Express, you're agreeing it wasn't very good. Oh, no just kidding i mean it was fine home alone 1990 audience score was 80 percent out of over a million people so that's not bad so you've got uh how many of you got you've got like 63 percent and 80 mm-hmm. percent national lampoons christmas vacation oh lampoons why is it not showing up first christmas vacation with chevy chase right Yes. Okay. Uh, 86%. And then what was your other one? Elf. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're... Re- okay, the percents. 79. So you had 63, 79, 84, 86. Let's look at Die Hard. I'm looking
1: at another news thing that did another bracket. They also had National Lampoon's win.
0: It doesn't matter. The audience score on Rotten Tomatoes has so many people who voted and on it. And another one. Die Hard. 94. Ninety-four percent audience score. Next, okay, so that was hi- already higher than all of yours. The Grinch. This podcast is taking forever now. <laughs> this, it's fine. Okay, episode fifty. How the Grinch Stole Christmas, nineteen fifty-seven. Ninety-seven percent approval audience rating. A Charlie Brown Christmas isn't in these brackets, or actually, yeah, it is because I guess it includes. It kind of counts it as a movie. I'll put apparently. it on
1: Twitter. Put it on Twitter
0: it counts as a movie okay fine we'll we'll put who has the better team on twitter we will
1: yeah no calvin put it in a poll and make yeah i
0: will i will a charlie brown christmas oh it's not on rotten tomatoes because it's not actually a movie because we said shows but it's okay 94 97 and then let's see what rudolph was rudolph the red-nosed reindeer the movie Um, oh, wait, no, this is a different movie. It gets a 58% audience score because that's not the actual movie. Where's the actual? Oh, is that, is that a show too? I mean, they had a movie. Oh, TV shows. Okay. I don't know. Whatever people, the people know which list was better. And we'll put it on Twitter. I'll tweet it out at the SGF pod at Calvin underscore SGF. I'll retweet it. Chris, make sure to retweet it as well.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Calvin, right. how about you put all eight Christmas movies and, like, can you make it pick four? What? Can you make it, like, pick four movies and put
0: all eight in? No, you can only put, put four options. So I'll put our teams, and then you can okay. vote on whose team is better. All right, yeah, it, just like, make sure it, like, to follow our live show Twitter at SG Talk. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Or wait, do you want to end it now, or did you want to say something? No, you can end it. Okay, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. My list is better. I'm convincing you guys subliminally. Mine Mine is better. Better, better. The people know.